did your tryout begin? I want somebody to give me that answer. Somebody, speak up. When you woke up this morning, what else? When you started training, young men, your tryout started when you took your first breath. Welcome to episode 19 of a different basketball podcast. My name is Jordan Mount. Today we are joined by Jefferson Mason. But before we get to Jefferson, let's have a word from our sponsor, Dr. Dish. That's actually where Jefferson works. Are you tired of missing open jumpers in games? Are you tired of chasing after your rebounds, shooting in your driveway? Are you tired of having a bad three-point percentage? Well, look no further than Dr. Dish Home Edition. The shooting machine gives you reps on reps on reps on reps. And the Dr. Dish staff is incredible at helping athletes improve their game. There are many pro, college, and high school teams with the Dr. Dish. Just the other day, my team was using it uh, while playing LL Cool J in the background. Pretty great machine. It's a great machine that helps all hoopers get better. I recommend that everyone at least give it a try. Now, without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Jefferson. Jefferson, man, welcome to the show. I uh, really appreciate you coming on today. we got Jefferson Mason. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. You know, you, you got, you, you're already in the marketing industry a little bit. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you, you fire away at that. Yeah. So, um, I'm the senior brand, uh, manager at Dr. Dish Basketball. I'm also the training specialist, um, there. So I handle a lot of the content, um, and partnerships that we have, uh, at Dr. Dish. I've been there for about four years, uh, four and a half years now. And, and I can, I can tell you this truthfully and that those four years, my role has evolved quite a bit, but we've grown as well, which has been a good thing. So. It's been a heck of a ride so far. What's been your favorite part about working at Dr. Dish? Now we talked a little bit about the great culture that, that they've had there, but what's been the, you know, can you give a few examples of, of how, you know, how much fun it's been? Well, I mean, it's the innovation piece. You know, when I signed on uh, to, to start working there, I met with our CEO, Doug Campbell, and, and we had a really good conversation of what the next couple of years would look like, what five years, what 10 years may look like. And, he was completely invested in making sure that we created a shooting machine and a product that would actually work for players and coaches and trainers and, you know, help them be the best versions of themselves. And, um, you know, nothing that we do, uh, truly, I, I believe nothing that we do is gimmicky. I think everything that we do, when we enhance our technology, it's coming from what the coaches and the players and the trainers are telling us. And you know, we're led by basketball minds. So, you know, everything we come out with, we want to make sure that we're actually helping people. And for me, that's been cool to see. We work as a collective unit. And now that we've grown, you know, from not too many employees to, I mean, now we have an incredible, uh, you know, staff in internally, not only in Bloomington, Minnesota, but all throughout the world now that we're working in this network and uh, making sure that we're getting our machines out to everybody. So the growth has been amazing. I think innovation is one of the biggest pieces. And, and on top of that, the, the culture. Everybody loves um, to be where they're at in the company, and everybody takes ownership of what they're doing um, and just trying to make the best product that we can out there. We're never satisfied. I think that that's one of the biggest things for me. Oh, I think that's great. You know, I've, I, uh, we've talked before, so I, I've used the machine, uh, back in college, my freshman year, I used the machine and, you know, I like it. Um, you know, I didn't, I haven't got to use any of the new stuff that that's kind of coming out now, you know, kind of, let's talk a little bit about the, the new machines that are coming out, uh, the, you know, the home one and then the, the new pretty really advanced machine that's, that's coming as well. Yeah, definitely. So we've had the CT out for a little bit of time now, and that's been selling like hotcakes. That's like my thing to say. So, I mean, yeah, Duke, four or five of them, North Carolina. I mean, uh, you know, Drew Holiday. We have a ton of NBA players, NBA team. I mean, it's just been crazy. That one has the 15.6-inch touchscreen and, you know, features NBA trainers. 
150 plus drills that you can watch literally on screen. And then again, all the basic stuff with seeing your stats, uh, tracking percentages by locations and, you know, seeing your skill development over time. So that one has just been absolutely game changing for us. There's just nothing on the market. And uh, we've been selling a ton of those. And then we, we came out about a year ago with our Dr. Just Home. We saw that there was a market uh, for people at home wanting to get a shooting machine. Uh, but obviously the commercial ones that, you know, we were just talking about, uh, sometimes are priced out of their range. So what we did is we created a specific home shooting machine uh, that's, you know, run by a mobile app. Uh, and we, we made it specifically for home. And, and so that's been going crazy. It's, it's super fun. We have challenges. Uh, we have leaderboards. We have all different type of things that young players uh, all the way up into pros. I mean, Allie Quigley, she got one for her house. So she's one of the best sharpshooters in the WNBA. So um, it's just selling like crazy. And, and we're just making sure that the products are for the people. Uh, and we're starting to really see that as we continue to fine tune, you know, these wonderful machines. No, I think it's cool, man. I, I want to get a. I want to get a look at the, uh, the the home one. I think that would be pretty cool. I think it's a cool concept to kind of have it connected to an app and, and being a little bit more, you know, twenty first century and, and technology based. Um, you know, obviously the the CT one is super super cool. Tracking all the analytics. So Duke bought four of them. Yeah, so Duke has like four or five of them over there. It's it's crazy. I mean, they upgraded, they traded in all their um, you know older machines, and then I mean, like literally every college right now is is calling in and, and they're upgrading it. And part of it is, is the excitement factor, you know, um, these days, social media and like, what's the new shiny object. That's just part of it too. You know, these players like they get the machine and they're like, holy moly, like, what is this? I can watch videos from Jordan Lolly, Drew Hanlon. You know, I have all these preset workouts. I don't have to do anything. I can set goals, streak mode, make mode, and then I can track my progress over time on my own personal account. On top of that, Jordan, we're, we're coming out with like multi, uh, player, tracking so tracking the same players within drills i mean just things that have never been thought of on a shooting machine uh so that we can make it more specific to every single player so you know the excitement around it continues to grow and that's what's cool for me it's like i like to see that i i don't want us to become stagnant and like hey we've created the perfect product and and now we're going to go for 20 30 years of every year we're sitting down talking like what can we add to our products and the cool thing about the ct and the technology aspect is, is like you get a CT last year, you get a CT this year. Next year when we, you know, roll out some of these updates, it's like a cell phone. You're going to be able to get that too. So you're going to always have like the latest technology when you're with us. It's not like you're going to get, you know, left behind in that sense. So, man, we're just plugging and moving forward for sure. I think that's important. You know, you guys are, you know, not only are you selling the fact that, you know, this is a cool machine, but you're every year it's enhanced. You know, a lot of the times, you know, you guys get these machines, um, and then all of a sudden in the next, you know, five years, they're just obsolete. Yeah. Right? You get no, you get nothing out of them after that. You know, obviously they still work, but you know, the next best thing just came out. So how, you know, how are you going to, you know, go back and forth? I do want to touch on how do they train? So how do you choose the trainers that are on the machine? Yeah, how, so how does that work? Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. We actually work with a ton, a ton, a ton of trainers. And I think the ones that we highlight the high, the, at the highest level, the DJ Sackman's and Jordan Lollies, Drew Hanlon's, those guys, um, you know, a lot of them we've met personally and, and have really good personal relationships. I mean, Ryan Mizuki another guy out in San Diego that does a fantastic job. But a lot of it is, um, you know, just their presence in their community and then the type of training that we, they do. You know, for us, we don't want to be limited in the content that we provide. Everybody learns different. And, and I understand that as, as a former player myself and then also a trainer now, 
Uh, everybody learns different. So, you know, if we only went for one specific type of trainer that spoke a specific type of way, then we would be limiting our audience. You got to remember, we're working with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of players all around the world. And so, you know, one might click and jive with the Jordan Lolly and say, man, this guy is me to a T. Like, I want to do all of his workouts. And at the same token, they may say, you know what? Uh, another player may say, you know what? That He's not my guy. I, I would prefer DJ Sackman. This is more of my vibe, my flow. So we've strategically picked these trainers that um, are located in different, you know, areas, demographics. They, they do things maybe a little bit differently, but obviously still focus on the training content that we believe is best for kids. And then on the next level, we have a ton of, um, you know, secondary trainers, as you could call them, that we work with. We push out a ton of their content. We film with them. We host it on our machine. We may not feature them quite as much, but they're just as important. And, and the kids absolutely love and, and gobble up all of the stuff that they do. So our goal is to just build this coalition of elite, you know, Dr. Dish trainers, whether that's internally or working with some of the best around the country, just ultimately to bring the best drills and skills and workouts uh, to players all over the place that, you know, have our shooting machines. Oh, that is cool, man. What do I got to do to get on? Do I, do I have to be that big time? I got to be pretty big time to, to get on the screen, don't I? Nah, man, you know what? I'll tell you oh, this. I'll tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. You know, I'm a big coffee guy. I love coffee. So you send me a caribou gift card, and, man, we'll get you taken care of. You'll be front center on that bad boy. All the drills we want to put up there. What's, what's caribou? What is that? Caribou is like Starbucks, man. It's like our Starbucks here in, in the Midwest. So I drink Starbucks as well, but Caribou is like my thing. And everybody in the office and anybody that knows me knows like I'm a coffee guy. I post on my social media literally almost every day about getting coffee. It's just it's just my thing, man. What what's your what's your go to coffee? I know we're getting off topic, but what goes yeah, so turtle mocha is just like a really sweet coffee that's completely unhealthy for you but it's like my treat you know it's like my advice everybody has it every day i get up i'm like i gotta go get my coffee before my first meet i mean my man look i have oh, a free market ice, ice coffee or, or, or ice coffee. coffee but i'll drink it both ways i mean in the winter time i'll get it warm um, and then now i got my kids addicted on the the hot chocolate there so then they're like yeah we gotta go get some hot chocolate so i'm like that's fine i'll get a second coffee today no worries I'm I'm sending I'm sending in my my I'm sending you the caribou gift card today. As soon as this yeah. is over, I'll send it to you right now if you want. Shoot, I, I, I got you. You take Apple Pay. Yeah. <laughs> you take Apple Pay. I'll give it to you. No, I I think uh, I'm a big fan of the. I know we're getting off topic. I I, I like the pumpkin spice latte ones. Uh, I think those are good, but I haven't found like the Starbucks one is good. Uh, the Dunkin' Donuts one's good. Tim Hortons is good, too. Yeah, yeah. We have a few of those here. Not too many, but Starbucks and, and Caribou are the big things here. And, and more so, I think, Caribou, just because that's the only different, really, main chain one here in, in the Midwest. So I did a dabble back and forth, man. I had my favorites over in, at Starbucks as well, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dedicated uh, Caribou, Caribou guy. Came here to talk Dr. Dish. We're talking Caribou. That's great. <laughs> can't can't beat that at all. Yeah. Um now I want to talk a little bit about your playing career too, before, yeah. before we kind of get on to the other stuff. So you know, obviously you had a little cup of coffee in the NBA. You know, kind of walk me through how your career went. Yeah, so I mean, I was very fortunate to play uh, Division One basketball at Northern Colorado for Tad Boyle. Um, I ended up playing there two and a half years and learned a ton, you know, from him before I ended up transferring over to Minnesota State Mankato, which is a powerhouse D two in Minnesota. Um, traditionally, just a fantastic team, but. I uh, went over there with actually a couple of my buddies and 
and under, uh, you know, the tutelage of, of Matt Margathaler and Coach Mike Schott, uh, we did some incredible things. Went to the Final Four my senior year. and That gave me the opportunity to start a professional career from the Division II level. So uh, started off in Pro A Germany um, and had a really, really good year and was kind of waiting for a, a big contract that next year and lucked out with the Timberwolves kind of reaching out and, and giving me an opportunity to work out with him in the summer. And Brandon Roy at the time was trying to make a comeback. So I, I did a few workouts with him and impressed those guys and, and stuck on for a couple months. So worked out with them, played five on five and did all that good stuff and um, thought, you know, I was going to make an NBA roster. And, and unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen. So I got drafted in the D League at the time. It's the G League now by the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, so went down there and, and made the team and, and played with, you know, guys like Christian Iyenga, Darius Rice, uh, Chris Douglas Roberts, I mean, Sean Singletary. We had a stack team. Uh, Coach Eddie Nara, uh, he was the guy leading the charge there at the time. But um, I was fortunate to go and play at that level and learn from those guys before heading back, you know, over to Europe for another few years and playing in Romania, Luxembourg. I even played in the Middle East for a while um, and just bounced all over the place, uh, you know, exploring Europe and, and playing basketball in, in different arenas and in different levels and, and just having fun with it. So very fortunate, I think, for me to, to get the most out of my career. I, I, you know, I always had the dream of playing professionally, but didn't know if I for sure had, uh, you know, the skill set or the ability to. But, you know, by the grace of God and, and you know, right timing and opportunities and being prepared, I was able to have a pretty good career. I think that the biggest thing is, as you said, was being prepared for a good opportunity. You know, I think a lot of guys uh, are really talented and really, really good. And then sometimes they kind of fall, especially during this time, which is weird because, you know, with all the COVID stuff, you know, if you don't have a contract by now, you know, you're just kind of waiting around. It's just kind of staying ready, staying prepared. And so, um, you know, I find that's a common theme with a lot of guys that have a successful, you know, pro career. And I would, I would say that you had a successful pro career. I mean, you got to play professional, you got paid to play basketball. I mean, that's right. Yeah, definitely. I, think, I, think that, I mean, that's the biggest thing is it's like if I told somebody right now, go go to your, your workplace and work there and, and don't get paid, you know, for the next month, you'd be like, man, that's crazy. But that's how it is in the basketball world is like when you're practicing and you're keeping your body in shape, you're staying healthy, you're eating right in the off season or when you don't have a contract, you're, you're essentially working for free during that period of time because you're keeping yourself ready. Now, if you have the mindset of, of, of like, I'm going to take the time off, I'm going to travel, I'm going to binge eat, I'm going to do this and do all those type of things, you know, when that opportunity comes, it's like not being prepared for that job interview. And what a lot of players don't understand is, is especially overseas, it's crazy. Like, you get over there and you don't play well for a couple of weeks, they'll send you home right away. Um, and it's just, it's tough. So you have to be ready. And that was one thing that I realized in my career, I knew, I hope that I would have played for 15 years. I think everybody's like, I can play 15, 20 years like Kobe did, rest, rest in peace. But it, it just doesn't happen that way all the time. So for me, I was like, however many years I play, I want to be in the best shape, the best mindset. I want to be prepared. I want to be ready. And all the things that, you know, I'm going to be able to do outside of basketball, um, I can do that after I retire because I know I'm only going to be able to play for X amount of years before my body or my mind gets gives in. and then. Lord willing, I had the rest of my life to do all the other stuff. So staying ready really helped me out. I mean, I, I never really got injured in my career. I uh, never really had any mental breakdowns or anything like that. And anytime my agent or somebody was like, hey, we've got to work out for you here or there, I didn't ever have to worry about like, oh, I got to get in the gym and get shots or I got to go run a couple miles and get shape. I was already there. I was already mentally, physically prepared and confident. And I just went in and did my thing.
Oh, I think that's awesome, man. I think that, uh, you know, so how, wait, how old are you right now? You, I'm 32, almost 33. Young dude, man. You're young. <laughs> what I want to, I want to touch on one thing before we move on. Um, do you, if you could pick one story from your pro career, PG story, what, what would, you know, what, what would that story be? Man, that's a good question. So uh, probably one of the, the craziest things that ever happened to me was I, I ended up playing in the Middle East towards the end of my uh, second year, kind of in a playoff run. Um, and it was actually I started in uh, the south part, south part of Iraq. Um, and one of my teammates uh, or my teammate on my team actually played uh, college basketball with me um, at Northern Colorado. His name is Chris Kaba. Anyways, we played, we traveled from uh, a southern city all the way up to the northern part near uh, Turkey uh, in Iraq. So we went through Baghdad uh, and we ended up, you know, finishing the season up in, in kind of more of a, a safer area, a nicer area. But on our journey up to uh, Dehok, it was, uh, or Kurdistan, um, you know, we stopped and swung by Baghdad and we had, you know, some crazy situations where, you know, we're on the bus driving in the middle of the desert, you know, mind you. None of us speak you know, Arabic or anything like that. Um, and we get pulled over and they're checking for bombs underneath the bus and all that type of stuff. Uh, and, you know, they got us off the bus, me and the other American Chris, and started asking us questions. And, you know, for me, it's your heart is pounding because you hear all the stories about the Middle East and, and what happens over there and this, that, and so forth. And, um, you know, it was just one of those weird situations where you're in the middle of nowhere. And you have one person that speaks English and people are yelling and going back and forth and you're showing IDs. And, you know, ultimately we were able to uh, get back on the bus. I mean, there's a million other pieces. It'd take me 30 minutes to describe the story. But it was one of those like scary situations that ended up turning out well. And to be honest with you, um, you know, kudos to the team and the players in, in the cities that we played in over the Middle East. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. And I have nothing but good things to say about my time over there. I got paid on time. The people were fantastic. They treated us well. And, um, you know, I, I was glad that I was able to experience that. But crazy, crazy moment with me and the other American there. You know, I mean, we're, we're a long way away from Minnesota, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, um, so I, I, that, oh, wow. That is, it's a lot to process. Let's, uh, let's hop into kind of the last bit, uh, of the show. Um, so TBL and Dr. Dish have, have, uh, have a little bit of a partnership, you know, we kind of started getting that ball rolling, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what, um, you know, what value we, we both provide for each other and, and how, how it looks on your guys' end. Yeah, definitely. I think anytime you get to partner with, um, a basketball organization and entity like the TBL, uh, that's continually bringing a lot of credibility to the basketball world in general, it's going to benefit you. And so for us, you know, when the opportunity came, um, you know, to obviously help out and align our brand with the TBL, we jumped on it right away. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, the growth and the progression of the league and the players and, and all the different organizational things. And, and also to see what we can do to help grow that on our end. I think, uh, again, the credibility that the TBL brings to us is absolutely amazing. And, and, and on our end, you know, we hope that the credibility that we bring uh, with everybody that we work with and, and what we're doing, helps as well. So, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I think basketball is a universal sport. It brings people together um, in any way that you can work with good people, top to bottom, um, in any organization you want to do that. And so for us, this was a great opportunity to work with obviously professional league and, um, you know, have our hand in, in helping out in, in some way. And, 
And then also uh, aligning two really great brands, I think, to see what we can do, you know, moving forward in the future. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I think that this, you know, Dr. Dish is kind of up and coming and, and so is so is TBL. So, um, you know, I think the our, our visions and missions kind of align in the same direction. Um you know, obviously you guys are going to get bigger and, and, and so are we. So, you know, I'm excited to see what, see what happens in the next, you know, maybe, you know, five to 10 years. I think it's going to be really pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I know for us, uh, when we first started, you know, I should say when I first started four years ago, we were a little bit smaller for us. It was really hard to get people to, to buy into our vision and what we thought, you know, just because when you're up and coming, um, that's just the way that it is if you're not established in, and so for us, um, you know, that's one thing in particular with me working on the partnership side, along with, you know, Nick Bartlett, our, our senior marketing manager, we want to make sure that we're partnering with people that are just as hungry as we were and we are right now to grow and do things the right way. And again, like I said, when you align people that are hungry, they do things the right way, they're doing it um, because they're trying to help people out and grow. I mean, it's going to work out one way or the other. And so. Uh, to us, it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. I mean, I think you're incredible. We've, we've talked about everything from coffee to basketball to this to that. So, I mean, that's what it ultimately, that's what it's about. And that's what people want to hear and people want to see. Yeah. And, and I, and I agree too. I mean, you know, I did my internship with TBL and, and um, you know, it's the people you meet are, are really a lot of fun. I mean, I've met a lot of really incredible people from, you know, obviously I'm going to throw it back to you, you know, you and, and, uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson from South Carolina, you know, he was, uh, he's a politician guy. And then, you know, you just meet all these great people. So, you know, I think that's what kind of keeps me in this world. You know, I think that, that, uh, you know, the, the money, the money is, is great, but you know, also the, just the P the relationships you make or, you know, for a lifetime. It opens up doors. That's one thing I'll ever for, forever be grateful for is it opens up doors. I mean, even with Dr. Dish, uh, my opportunity with Dr. Dish came through Nick Bartlett, our senior marketing manager, who me and him, we did uh, Timberwolves Youth Academy camps together. So I used to be a director for the, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx Youth Academy. And uh, he was one of the coaches on, on you know our staff and he did his NBA thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, when they were looking for a guy like me, he was like, man, I remember the guy Jefferson, let me ping him and see if he's available or would like to do it. Yeah. And so just the different people you meet through your avenues in basketball and, and relating on so many different levels, it's really cool to see how some of those relationships, uh, you know, grow over time and, and what doors they may open. And for me, I'm forever grateful for that. And so now every single time I meet a new person, I wonder how that relationship is going to grow and blossom and what I can do for that person or maybe what they can do for me later on in the future. Mm-hmm. No, I, I 100% agree. I think that's a great outlook on, on, uh, on what's going on. Kind of, I kind of have about the same. I'm very genuine in all my relationships, man. So if you call me, if you call me at 11 p.m., I probably won't answer. But if you call me at 10:30 p.m., I'll answer. Right. You have limits. You have limits. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> this is my absolute favorite part of the show. Uh, this is uh, this is the speed round, and I've asked this question to everybody that's done the speed round. Have you ever heard of the speed round? You know what that is? Yeah. Have you seen it on the show? Yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. Have you seen the show yet? No, 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 no. Are you okay. are you gonna, are you gonna put me on on the spot or what? Scott, you got one minute to answer as many questions as possible. Let's rock. Okay. You ready? Yes. What's your favorite place to eat in Minnesota? Um, Lotus. It's a. What's your go? restaurant. What's your go-to date spot? Um, Red Cow. Your funniest teammate you've ever had? Uh, Will Figures. What's your favorite gym in the country? Uh, Lifetime Fitness. 
Favorite gym in the world? Favorite gym in the world? Uh, I, that's a good question. Um, when I played in Luxembourg, Contern, I love their gym, their atmosphere, the, the, the team, and the, the people. What's your favorite place to visit? Uh, I went to Ibiza uh, in Palma de Mallorca in Spain, in two islands. Beautiful. What, what uh, best basketball game you've ever seen? Uh, best basketball I ever seen was the game that I played in my senior year uh, in the regional finals versus Fort Lewis. I had 27, 26 and seventeen, so I saw the game and I played the game. Absolutely loved it. Time. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Those are good answers. Let's see. We got yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh wait, yeah, four. Yep, seven. That's not bad. That's not I bad. Think the I have to give a little bit of background because I'm like. If I say that Lotus, like people are like that's a flower, but it's it's a restaurant. Like they're gonna be like he's just throwing words out there right now. Right. Oh, that's, a, that's a for sure play. Shout out to him. They should give me some free stuff because I just shot him. I, well, I hope Caribou gets us some free stuff, man. We hey, we, we plugged him up this podcast, you know. Yeah, put the coffee on there. We talked about a solid five minutes on it too. I know, that's We get plugged him up. Maybe Starbucks may be a little upset, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay. They can also hey, we're, whatever, whatever. We can do whatever. <laughs> Well, Jeff, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, definitely appreciate the partnership. Appreciate you taking the time, and this has been fun.